You might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the shit show we call life. <laughs> so how's it going? I don't know. Do you have a, a quote for this episode? Yes, I do. Would you like oh, to hear it? Do. Okay, well, you're... Better prepared than I am. Okay, so the quote is, well, you know my babbling capabilities are endless. <laughs> that's it. There's no, that just like drops off. That's the quote. Oh, what's it from? It's from Gilmore Girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That does not surprise me. And I believe it's from the episode when Luke is Lorelai is supposed to be doing something and she just keeps like rambling on it. I think it. she's trying oh, she's, to convince Luke of something, right? Yeah. Like, um, what does she want him to do? I can't remember. And she just keeps saying stuff and saying stuff and saying stuff. It's and then, Paul Inca. Oh yeah. No, Paul- it was Christopher. Oh my God. We're both wrong. Yeah. No, it is. It's when he no. eats chocolate. You're right. Yes. You're yeah. right. Okay. Oh God. Jeez. Oof, that was close. She wants, she wants him to, um, Keep Paulinka, and she talks about the futuristic time machine. <laughs> and goes, oh my gosh, how much further are you gonna let make me yeah. go? I have I have a half hour, or so but I have to be at the end. But I could drive back, and then I could do this, and then this would happen. But God, if I only had a futuristic time machine, and she had taken him to Kirk's doggy daycare, but he didn't adjust well with the other dogs, and well. Anyway, I feel like that is appropriate because they feel like that's probably what's going to happen today. That we're going to have to take our dog somewhere or that (laughs) (laughs) babbling capability. I don't know. My dog is now officially an emotional support dog. Let's just say. Anyone can do. That doesn't even count. It does count. It takes effort. (laughs) Whatever. Like what? An internet? It's as easy as to get. You don't have to do it. Okay, so uh, here's a little support dog who just walked past your camera. I know. Well, okay, well, so stop. So <laughs> I was not stopped to you, it was stopped to the dog. Um, okay, so here's my problem with your emotional support dog, which I'm using quotation marks for. We were in Hadley and Hadley, geez, that's the dog. Hattie and I are in TJ Maxx standing in line, and there's a couple with this. The ugliest dog I've ever seen. It was like a chihuahua with no hair but spots. I've no, and Hattie was like, that is the cutest dog I've ever, ever seen. And it was the ugliest. It was so ugly. But every time um, a child, like they were in the checkout for forever. I don't know what they were doing. But every time a kid would walk behind them in the checkout, and you know how the TJ Maxx checkouts are, mm-hmm. like there's, it would like bark crazy at whatever kid walked by it and the kids weren't even by it like that's not a that dog should not have been in tj maxx did it have a red vest on no just there you go it's not an emotional support dog oh my god my dog would not bark at everyone she'd just start peeing everywhere (laughs) so my favorite 
So you need to add when your dad ever decides that he has got enough gumption to be on this podcast with the two of us. Um, his, you'll have to ask him his stance on emotional support dogs, which I'm not denying it because I, it is a real thing. Like I'm 100% on board with having the emotional support dogs, PTSD. Like I get it. However, I think that people take advantage of it. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. So your dad who works in retail <laughs> and they have an automated sweep, <laughs> an automated sweeper that um, they have a like a Menards Care Bear thing strapped to the sweeper and it goes, and this wasn't in this store. I don't remember what store it was in. And it automatically <laughs> runs on a computer while someone had their emotional support dog or whatever dog they had in there that had relieved itself on the floor, number two, in case you're wondering specifically. Ooh. And the sweeper doesn't stop. It just sweeps. Oh, no. And it smeared dog feces all throughout the aisles of Menards. Like, I think one whole aisle before someone caught it. Now, it probably went by, like, six employees before someone was like, hey, that doesn't look right. So, um, the one... Every employee was like, I do not want to pick up dog poop today. I do not want to pick up dog poop today. So guess who, so this is the difference between me and your father for all of my employees that are listening to this in case there's ever an instance where you, or their husband, (laughs) yes, or their husband or your dad. (laughs) I called your dad and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning the bristles of the (laughs) sweepy. So your dad did not make someone else clean the bristles. He cleaned the bristles of the sweepy machine. Yeah. No. I would have not been able to do that. I probably would have cleaned the bristles. You would have. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I probably would have. That's because I was able to equip you to handle those kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome. Do we want... I thought we weren't allowed to go into any therapy discussion (laughs) today. Jeez. (sighs) So, okay. So, what I learned from the therapy registering of the dog... Was there's three different types of registers. Okay. So there's two that have to be trained, and then there's one that requires absolutely no training whatsoever. I that hope you do it. That would be is. But I will say that I have noticed that she, the other day, she would not leave my side. And I'm like, I do feel a little more on edge today than I have in a while. So it's interesting to see that she... Like when she doesn't, because we all know she prefers Dustin over me. I mean, well, that's because he holds her like a baby and rocks her. So don't that man who I've seen rock and cuddle his own children a handful of times, and his comforting is like a pat on the head. He every day comes in and makes sure she's been fed, gets water, holds her like a baby while he is watching television. But go on, yes. But uh, that he says that's just how she lays on him. <laughs> Whatever. He's <laughs> so full of it. So full of it. Um, <laughs> she knows we're talking about her because her ears are like straight up as she's looking <laughs> over here. Like, oh crap! What are these two gonna do? No, she's probably like, oh my god, they found, <laughs> they figured out what I did because she's weird. It's a weird dog. Oh yeah, she is a weird dog. She is, I do think though that Kiki, 
the other emotional the support dog. <laughs> I no, I agree. Like money. they can sense like yes. because um Hattie, which we'll get into transitions later, but um Hattie was feeling distraught and Kiki Kiki is very a touchy feely dog anyway, which I guess that's kind of the breed. And mm-hmm. Kiki, whenever any of us are feeling upset or whatever, she'll lay right on top of you too. Like I get it. Though. Yeah. She always thinks I'm upset, which I don't get. <laughs> I'm never upset or distraught ever. No. 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 Well, your dad even says like, well, Hadley's a maniac, but that Hadley like comforts him. Kiki. <sighs> He says Hadley, but it's really Kiki. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> he is also um, my husband who did not want this dog because when they're, you know, we have this history of my children dropping animals off and then okay, not. First off, I had one dog and then started dog it. Before. You started it. Don't care. I have not dropped a cat, a dog and a second dog off on you or my children for an entire summer. Nor will you have that opportunity. <laughs> no. Yet I'm lumped into this, my children. So Kiki, when she was visiting you, she really enjoyed the grass in the lawn. <laughs> so our backyard, we're in South Dakota, which it's really hot and dry here in the in the summer. And so your dad was going to put in all like gravel and dirt in our backyard, our front yard house grass. And now after seeing Kiki, Kiki enjoy the grass, he is putting sod in one side of our yard. She did. She just laid there. Didn't know what it was. Thought it was amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. So we really haven't talked that much for us. No. I took a week off. Yeah. I took a week off and in three of the days, I think I had absolutely no service. Right. Yeah. So how was the vacation with no electronics? Well, there was a TV. Okay. With a DVD player. Who did you bring DVDs? No, we didn't. It was, it had a cassette player and a DVD or not cassette, a videotape player and oh, nice. a DVD player. Did they have DVDs for you? They did. We watched <laughs> Jurassic World twice because like we haven't seen it 20,000 times. Guess what the other movie was that they had? Um, Twister. No, I don't no. know. Smurfs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Which again, haven't seen You've like seen- <laughs> Did you eat all your rations? We did eat all our rash. So the best part is I packed us snacks for like 20 of us. It would have been like if all of us were going on vacation, but not really because I would have packed twice of what I packed. But a normal family's like snacks for three days, I like quadrupled that. And Dustin's like, you overpacked. How? Well, first off, we couldn't get everything in the Jeep, which means I need a Durango. Let's just say that. Need a bigger vehicle. No, you need a Jeep Wagoneer. Uh, no, that's just a whole different conversation about Jeeps. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we ate all our rations in like the first day. <laughs> <laughs> we almost ate all of the snacks that we had. But I did. And okay, so here's a really good tip for anyone going on vacation with kids <laughs> is get those 
tin pans that you get to like make brownies in or whatever, the disposable ones, and just cut a bunch of fruit, cut a bunch of vegetables, and then get like Chex Mix and stuff and just set them out on a tray. And my kids who, of course, they do snack all day because I don't restrict snacking, another therapy session we will have. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just snacked all day and they didn't ask for anything. They had access to like their Gatorade and they drank their Gatorade and water and beat up on each other and <laughs> just got underneath the deck a couple of times and I don't even know what they did they apparently turned the oven on at some point I don't know when that happened but they didn't bug me so (laughs) well when I saw the picture of the Airbnb I'm like one of them's gonna fall off the cliff they were yeah I was like don't I can't see anymore I stopped looking after the picture of the cliff and then I'm like in a cliff it was not cliff cliff but it was a deep steep it was yeah if they would have started falling it would have been very hard to for them to stop (laughs) let's just say that it was so I thought we would have access to go fishing yeah which Justin told me the river was moving too fast anyway so even if we would have had access he wouldn't have let the boys go down there because they don't have a sense of disaster whatever that is um but it would have been a really good so like if we ever wanted to do a retreat or anything or just wanted Mm -hmm. to go somewhere to relax I sat out on the deck and read um my book and listened to the water and Dustin sat out there um for a good portion of the time he didn't pace that much at all in the very (laughs) beginning he paced a little bit But he just sat out there, too, and it was fine. It just – it was hot, and there wasn't much for the kids to do. Yeah. That was the downfall. Well, um, I mean, it's good to just sometimes just go somewhere different. Yeah. I think if we would have had the cousins or some friends there for them to play with, they would have been a lot better. But it was just those two, and he was still not at that age at 100% of – playing or following Cash's rules, I guess. I don't know. I, gonna, I don't know Whatever if that will ever. I don't know if that will ever happen. Well, I am on the last week of Hattie and Grandma's wonderful vacation, vacation. experience. Mhm. Yep. Ava, I had the two of them for two weeks and then Ava went to her with her dad and and now I just have Hattie this last week and then I'm done. Your father has declared no more grandchildren for this length of time because apparently I I can't be fair. Well, apparently I can't keep him and the grandchildren all of the things that they require from me, like chips and knowing where things are and the house cleaned up and all this other stuff. I said it's exhausting waiting on all three of them. So Well, working full time? Yeah. Well, they, I know, Hattie's like, Hattie's like, are you going to work? And I'm like, I work every, what do you think I do in there? I mean, I, what I work. Did she I don't, answer she that? She didn't say. Although... Really well. At least she doesn't say you work in your bed. Yeah, that's true. She did tell me in Target yesterday that she did not have, how did she say that? I do not have time for this today, which is a famous thing I say to her all the time. But she was like, I just do not have time for you. Oh, I know. I, I do not have time for you today. 
which I don't say it like that. I usually say I don't have time for this crap today. <laughs> so just do what I tell you to. Yeah, so many, so many issues, which I'm sure she will share with everyone at some point because that kid remembers everything and talks about everything. She will give you a very vivid uh, recollection of her summer with her grandmother. I can't wait <laughs> to hear it. She will let us know exactly every. We should have her as a guest on the podcast. Oh my god! Can you imagine the stories? The stories that kid can tell. Oh my lord! Well, I and think, uh, pretty easy podcast would have a hell of a time um, <laughs> editing that. Editing that section, we'd have to approve the editing of that. <laughs> Well, she got in trouble yesterday from Papa. So at least the one thing is that she's almost always in trouble with me. So that kind of just is a natural. But when Papa gets after her, then that's what she remembers. So she also um, explained to him how he drove like a maniac and why he drove like a maniac and that I drove good. So that's, that's her recollection that I am a really good driver and he's a maniac. So. Oh my God. Those are well, her words. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, what was I just going to say about her? Oh, you all got to stop telling her she's naughty. I don't tell her she's naughty. Who I tell her she's naughty. I'm sure at work or work. That's cool. Okay. So naughty. Like, I'm no. well. If she can, she can define naughty. She can tell you exactly what naughty is. You are correct. Because we had that conversation. Your dad was using his behavioral analytic terminology um, with her when we talk about transitions. So remind me to tell you about him helping her with her operational definitions of what had happened in our situation. Uh, so that has been, so I really have no life except for raising children, which I've already done once and apparently not well as my children have told me or keep, oh, that's what I want. You have another book for me to read, I think is what you had said. I do. It's an un, uncalm mind, un, <laughs> mind, an unquiet mind. Who's that by? It is by Kay Rainfield or Redfield Jameson. Okay. So can you explain to me again why you thought I should read it? What was the, what was the well, thing you okay, told me so today? An Unquiet Mind, a memoir of moods and madness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. I'm on this, this quest for just kind of self growth, I guess is what it would be. Um, but so I'm reading some of these books. The last book I read that I gave my mom to read was what was it called? Uh, how to be a good mother or how something. How to be a good mother or something like that. Um, so this one it talks about like manic and obsessive phases, and every time it talks about her phase in shopping, like <laughs> I just. Instead of buying one purse, I bought five. The best part is she just talks about buying snake fighting kits because she felt like she needed to educate the world on snake fights and how important <laughs> it was. <laughs> so, 
snake bites. And I can just like, for some reason, I can <laughs> buying snake bite kits and handing them out to people like, oh my gosh, in the Black Hills, there's these snake bites or tasers and handing them out to everyone. <laughs> I, I did. And now both I'm, you haven't needed your taser, but Taylor needed her taser. And where was it? Nowhere to be found. Exactly. Dustin has put mine safely away. I don't know where he safely put it. I'm guessing it's in the gun safe. And it's not a, it's not like a industrial taser or whatever. It's not, it's just a little like zapper. It's not even like, you don't have to have a special license for it or anything. It's just a zapper, like, like a bug thing. (laughs) It's just like a bug zapper. Yeah. Well, okay. And I think this will come out after we've, uh, but what is the one thing that you put into our employees? Uh, <laughs> welcome kits to Weba. So I thought, it, well, first of all, I thought we thought it was a really cool idea that each of us, the KNOW owners, all put something in the Weba packets because like to welcome, we're all, well, there will be so much to talk about Weba because there's 13 of us, right? Yeah. 13. 13 people, women, staying Strong, in Strong, independent women. Staying in an Airbnb together from Wednesday to Saturday. What could go wrong? No, absolutely nothing. So we did these little welcome kits for everybody. And um, yeah, mine, I'm not going to tell. We can have get, see what everyone's response is after they see them. But, I feel like everyone's was very true to themselves, though. Yeah, but... I just do worry about always being murdered. That's just life. Um, are you safe? <laughs> are you safe? But are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, we talked about this last episode. I, I mean, this is just, that's just how I am. So on this emotional manic buying thing. So the my last manic buying was I on TikTok, <laughs> they have... The people that do like the scrapbook journaling where it's not like any pictures or it's not words or whatever. It's just like stickers and all that stuff and tape and crap. So I'm like, that's, I think that's what I'll do. So I went and bought a bunch of stuff. Anyway, the reason I thought of it is because I just opened up the drawer because I lost one of my calendars because that's the other thing I emotionally manically buy is calendars and notebooks and I couldn't find my calendar And so I was panicked and I opened up a drawer and I'm like, oh crap, I forgot. I bought all of these stickers and (laughs) notebooks for my, for your journey. What else are you doing? Painting your house? I'm painting furniture now. That's my new thing. So I'm just painting everything. Uh, Well, and it's all avoidance. I mean, we know why I'm doing it. Because you're supposed to be sitting for your exam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. So it's avoidance. It is. So that's pretty much avoiding, 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 um, avoiding reading books that you suggest to me because I personally am not on a self-improvement quest. Thank you very much. You should be so proud of me. I really wanted to cancel my meeting today and I didn't. I'm working through it. Yep. I'd rather just go lay on the couch and watch Grey's Anatomy. Is it because your house is quiet today? Yeah, it is so quiet and so nice. I don't even know. I'm alone. (laughs) I'm alone and I've been on meetings the entire time I've been home alone. 
Oh, I know. Well, that's what we were also talking about. So we um, in K now are going to start a leadership thing. And so we were talking about um, what like personality, there's so many different like personality um, profiles you can use. And so we were talking about uh, Myers-Briggs is one that we use everyone uses and I am a ENFP. So I'm an extrovert, but my, I recharge like an introvert, like in the quiet, in the dark, that's where I want to be. Don't need a lot of people. So I think, and I think people would find that interesting, like after they meet you, because you are very personable when you are around Mm -hmm. people and you can talk to pretty much anyone. So I think when people like meet an extrovert who recharges as an introvert, they don't ever believe it. Like, I feel like people don't ever believe it. Well, I also don't really like sustaining friendships. (laughs) So that's probably a whole nother, (laughs) that's so much work. (laughs) So I'm very like, um, I'm very extroverted in the fact that I like to meet people. I like to talk to people, but I'm not super good at, like, I, I don't need that, like, constant person, all that, all the time, except probably the codependent relationship of me and my children. It's probably the only <laughs> thing, but... I know. We went the longest without talking to each other as we have, and I don't even... Probably since February, <laughs> since my last, my dark time. Yeah, but um, it's just really interesting to see all the differences I think it will be interesting to see all the K now team, our personalities and how that all works. Everyone so. together. Yeah. So the okay. reason we're here, let's go to class and, and learn, learn something. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to teach you today. <laughs> um, So I completely, honestly, I'm just going to let all of our listeners forgot that we had a podcast today. So there's been no pre-planning that has gone into this podcast. However, I feel like that's a great transition into discussing our transitions. So I just wrote a blog post about rapport and how like rushing clients can really ruin rapport. And one of the things that can really upset rapport is when you're transitioning. So transitioning to and from activities, especially when you're transitioning from a preferred activity to a non-preferred activity and how that can um, really ruin any rapport that you have built and you might have to like start over after that transition. So there's a number of different things that you can do during a transition because we all know that you have to transition at some point. You can't just not transition ever in your life. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do the same thing from the day you're born until the day you die. It just is not even realistic. So um, one of the things I do when I am transitioning and I think is I think honestly can be very easily transitioned into speaking of transition, but into the natural environment are warnings. So, Hey, you have 10 minutes with this activity or you have five minutes with this activity and then we're going to be done because 
really how that can be moved into the natural environment, which is what we need in ABA, is keeping track of time. So if you're simultaneously giving those warnings for transitioning, but also teaching, hey, this is how you set a five minute timer, this is how you set a 10 minute, or hey, let's look at the clock, and when the clock says two zero zero, that's when we're transitioning, that's two o'clock. So you're teaching the naturalistic approach while you're also still giving a warning to that transition. I read an article and I don't, it was like a blog post. I can't remember where it was that talked about um, having transitional visual supports. So mm-hmm. the clock, but then also having maybe like a specific item that comes out during transition time or um, if you use an iPad or whatever that that the color changes on the iPad when we're during transition time and then changes again or something like that for learners that are entirely visual. Yeah so we use sometimes we use um, we call them transition reinforcers or um, prompts so those would be um, visual prompts to the transition. So the reason that transitions right now is so important, let's, I'm going to talk about a little episode that happened in my household. So um, we were outside with our neighbors and they have two dogs and then uh, the other neighbor has another dog and then we had one of our dogs outside and and Hattie was blowing bubbles and the dogs were chasing the bubbles and it was like 730 at night and I'm like, well... Hattie, I'm going to go, you need to go inside. We need to get your, change into your jammies and get ready for bed. And she was like, no. I'm like, okay. So then, and I'm like, I don't know these people very well that were at my house anyway. And I'm like, okay, Hattie, we need to go inside. We need to get changed into your pajamas. And so I said it again. And so she came inside and she got her pajamas on, which we're not pajamas. It was like a dress or something. And so then she's like, okay. (laughs) What did she say? So she is listening. (laughs) She is like, give me comments in the background. She's telling you exactly how the story went. Apparently you are not telling it very well. (laughs) Um, She is. So, I brought her in and she's like, I don't want to stay in. I want to go out. And I'm like, okay, so you, since we're all out there, you can go out, but you can't blow bubbles anymore because the dog, it was like 103. So the dogs are all hot and sweaty. And the people that were with us really love their dogs. And I didn't want like the dogs to get upset and like maybe bite her because she was getting excited and overstimulated. So I'm like, you can come back out with your iPad and sit (laughs) and so Hattie is our unofficial guest I guess for our podcast so what happened come here Hattie so what happened Hattie you didn't want to go inside you didn't want to go inside inside, so what happened I felt a big fit (laughs) you feel a big fit what does that mean what did you do do you remember what happened what? As we hang Papa's truck. You ran? Yeah. And I run. <laughs> he, said, he said, don't move. 
and I you still it. ran? Yeah. Even after Grandma said, don't move? <laughs> what else happened? It was a prank. It was a prank? No, it was not a prank. <laughs> yes, it was. That's not... What do you think a prank is? That's not a prank. Anyway, so she finally stopped moving and allowed me to catch her. And I took her in the house where she um, she screamed a lot. And so what we figured out was she wasn't using her words to tell me why she was upset and Papa asked her what was wrong, and she said she was sad and scared, but she was mad. Yeah. You were mad because Grandma made you stop having fun. Yeah. Now, and what should Grandma have done? No. Um, I was so I was so upset. You were so upset, yes. Not <laughs> yeah. mad. Not mad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Clarify the story. <laughs> it, she was not mad. She was upset. Okay, thank you for joining us. You can go back into your room. Okay. So, there were some things that happened during our episode. First, I did not give her any transitions. I should have said to her, we're going to play with the dogs for a few more minutes and gave her an actual time. And then gave her a countdown. Because she does well when you do time. Which I know. But it was hot. I was tired. And then... um, I think reminding her to use her words instead of just blood curdling screaming. But then she gets so escalated. So then I'm like, we had to transition her from not escalating. Like I, that was the part that was hard. Like once they get past the when you don't transition them appropriately, then what, what, how do you bring that back? Yeah. Well, and I think, so one, that's a prime example of transitions happen and they don't always have a warning that goes with them. So you Or maybe they're, to- yeah. Or what if would have happened if she would have just had to go in? So how do you, like, if a transition doesn't have that warning, what do you do? I think eventually, so in a program, what you would do is event- fade out always having it. So intermittently, you wouldn't have a transition warning, but and kids are not going to want to transition from a preferred anyway, but the signal technically would have been that she was in her pajamas. And so she eventually is going to have to go inside and go to bed. So like, I know my kids will tell like Hugh this morning kept telling me, I'm not ready for school. I'm not ready for school. And I'm like, well, you're dressed and you've done all of this. So you have to be ready for school. And then he took his shirt off. <laughs> he told me he wasn't ready for school because he wasn't dressed. So having like those natural right signals and how do you build those into those programs? So building those natural transitions. Yeah, like sig- natural signals. signals. So okay. the color of an of the light on the iPad is great, and having objects stimuli that signal a transition are great, but what are the naturalistic ones that signal a transition? So think of your natural transitions throughout the day. So like bath time, bedtime, what are those signals? Um, It would be like like chaining. So we know, and that's why when we build schedules, so supper time, downtime, bath time, bedtime. Right. So technically 
Supper time is a signal to transition to downtime. Downtime is a signal to transition to bath time. Bath time is a signal to transition to bedtime. Did you just have a flashback to your childhood? A little bit, a little bit as I was. Somebody, somebody chained me very well into... <laughs> I did. Like we, so I would say that's the biggest difference between me as a grandparent and me as a parent. Like as a parent, there were schedules for everything. Like I was very schedule based, partly for your safety, partly for mine, but <laughs> like, which is why I have no, I have no, no schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you knew if it's a school night, this is how the transition's going to go for sure. Yeah. Cause it was the same. Yeah. It was the same chain of events. So those chain of events create that natural transition signal. But then you have to also think like, what's the reinforcer for those transitions? As you said, for my safety and your safety together, that was our, our reinforcement. Well, and not safety, safety, but I mean, it did. I, cause I knew as a parent, like after eight o'clock, like I have to have that downtime. I yeah. just did. And like I said, I, when you got older, I let it be till 10, but no one was to ask me any questions after 10 PM. Like, mm-mm. You're right. Uh, we have a client who has no, after what, supper time, I think. The it is the they're older children too, so they're on their own. But after supper time, it is their own schedule and their own way of doing things. But they're really good at they clean up after supper mm-hmm. and then they do their homework and then they get ready for bed and then they go to bed. So they've had that chain of of that schedule chain that happens. Um, but I'm just trying to think reinforcement wise. Um, so it might be like. So with my boys, if they get off their, we're struggling with electronics right now, (laughs) which after transitioning to the, to the cabin where there was only a TV and my oldest acting, like I had like removed a limb from his body. (laughs) Like he was, he wasn't mad. He was like uncontrollably upset about not having a computer or an iPad or his switch with him. So we now are limiting our, our uh, iPad times and computer times, but having that transition, you have to build in that natural reinforcement. So we just did a transition and this was, my first time doing this with my children, yes, I will say this, um, but from eating to cleaning up time, but I had already built in the reinforcer that if they transitioned from lunch to cleaning the upstairs, then they'd get access to a new um, game. Right. So I had built in that reinforcer, but maybe like what comes of bedtime, especially if you're like Hattie who doesn't like to go to sleep. Like, yeah. there's that reinforcement that comes from transitioning from um, playing outside, which is highly preferred to an extreme non-preferred that doesn't have anything after. Well, and I think that's what a lot of parents struggle with that bedtime for sure. And that's probably why a lot of kids either co-sleep or um, bedtime becomes this nightmare of a situation. And I think with, with, 
her, it's she gets access to like her preferred blanket and it gets to be cozy. And I know that with Taylor, like it's their snuggle time or whatever where she gets to. But then again, it has to be that transition where mom or dad or whatever is not laying in the bed or reading time. Yeah. So when you guys were really little and I wasn't quite as tired, we read before you went to bed. Probably when I only had one kid. But, um, so like there's a preferred thing after that, which, yeah, I don't know. I just think, go ahead. I was just going to say, when does it come with that long term? Because, so I remember that whenever I was stayed out at, um, Grandma Ivy and Grandpa Guys, like going to bed and then waking up like she would always wake me up and we did like a song in the morning yeah. so actually wake up time was something I really looked forward to yeah when I was out there just because of the sequence of events but not everyone really understands that long term well and like our kids our grandkids get a bedtime snack <laughs> right before bed so you get your bedtime snack (laughs) yeah because of grandpa guy and popcorn but you get your bedtime snack and then it's expected you go to bed you go lay down we've been working laying down without electronics too because that's the next thing so i wonder too if you transition like with music or something that's closely related to an electronic but is not the electronic is another thing But I know transitions are hard, and especially when you have a child who does not move from activity to activity. So basically, it's planning. It's planning, but it's also when you're programming for it, you have to think of those naturalistic Mm -hmm. events that are going to occur. Because like I said, the use of a transition reinforcer or put a stimuli in the environment is great. But that's not always going to happen. So how can you use a clock or how can you use an event that happens naturally to signal those reinforcers? Um, Well, and that would be another point um, just to make sure that if you are working with if you are working with a client that you make sure that. Um, parents are on board with the similar transitions because if you're doing it in the clinic or doing it while you're in session, but then parents are not on board with that same method, which is for anything, I guess, that we do in ABA or working with a client, then the tra- it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Transitions are hard, especially when they're around times like bedtime or even toilet training. Those are mm. transitions too that we've had issues with in treatment. So just making sure you use those fading and naturalistic (sighs) techniques and then know that sometimes things fail. Like it's okay. So sometimes it's 103 and you're chasing your four-year-old granddaughter around to pick up in front of people you don't know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Transition went well. It went so well. So well. I was, was your face beat red? Uh, both of our faces were beet red and your dad just kept talking to the neighbors like nothing was happening as I was chasing her around the pickup. Did you try stop chasing her? 
I tried stop and I just stood there and then she just stood there. That went on for like three minutes. And then I was really, I was so irritated. I was so irritated. And then I come back out and I said to your dad, don't even start with me. I know exactly what I should have done and what I did wrong. Like, I know, like I absolutely, I 100% know that nothing good is going to come out of chasing a three year or a four year old around a truck for 15 minutes. (laughs) I'm just thinking of how if I was doing that with Hugh, he would just be like, woohoo. <laughs> she was, she was beyond it. Like, and she hadn't had a nap. That's her mother was like, did she have a nap? No, she did not have a nap. And she'd gotten up at eight and we had been outside all day and she was doing something super fun. And there were all these factors that it was never going to be successful. <laughs> It was not. Well, I think that's okay to say too, like that it's not always gonna Mm -hmm. work out. Like just accepting that sometimes it's not going to work out. Sometimes you will be chasing a four-year-old around a (laughs) a truck in 104 degrees. Well, and but 104, but. We did have a talk about the safety part of that too, because I'm like, you can't run from your mom, first of all. And you shouldn't ever run like behind a vehicle or anything like that, because then that's a whole other thing is making sure that the transitions are safe. So first of all, I shouldn't have started chasing her. I mean, let's be honest about that. But then we did talk to her about, you know, you can't run from me. And she does. So this was the first time in three. I've had her for six weeks total. But this was the first like full on her and I having it out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's successful. (laughs) You mean not everyone's perfect and things happen that are outside of our control? I have no idea what that means. I don't. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She loves me, loves me, loves me, loves me, loves. She loves me like nobody else. Well, I don't think you can technically rate my teaching. I don't know how much I actually taught I don't th- you. I think it was a conversation. Yeah. About okay, how yeah. I should be a better grandparent is, I think, what that. I don't <laughs> think so. It was I'm about so- how, how I need uh, more. I need to read more so that you have more to read. Well, and also, I would say with my grandchildren, I'm probably not like a traditional grandparent. So that probably doesn't help the situation either. So... <laughs> There we go. But it was a good discussion. And thank you for your support instead of judgment. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. So head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now. Dot solutions. Check out all of the things we have going on. Thank you to KNOW Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and for Pretty Easy Podcasting for making us sound good. And if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, all of our followers, yes. you five people, make sure just to drop us a little line in our, I don't know, drop it in the Facebook. Uh, what do you do? Drop it somewhere? Facebook? Drop it like Probably. it's hot? I don't know what. <laughs> Let us know on Facebook what you want to hear from from us. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. Bye.